Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The Single Mom Success Podcast, episode 45. So that part, everybody remembers it. If you ever watch Never Ending Story, that was like the part where you're like, you know, ugly crying and your face was just, there were tears everywhere and there was snot running down your face like that. <laughs> everybody remembers that. This is the Single Mom Success Podcast, where we cover all the glorious mess that is life as a single parent and how you can navigate through to become the best version of yourself and how to live the life you desire. Do you want to get weekly email reminders of your awesomeness? Head on over to the singlemomblog.com to sign up today. Now, let's get started. Hey everybody and welcome to today's Single Mom Success Podcast. I hope things are going swimmingly for you. Um, so here we are. It's almost a week after the what they're calling the most stunning upset in presidential election history which I kind of have to agree. Um, Donald J. Trump is our president-elect, which, if I'm going to be honest, scares the living shit out of me. And yes, I said shit. So by the way, let me address something, because uh, I did get a comment on my podcast the other day. Uh, uh, someone who... Actually, it was an email. I don't even think it was a comment that ended up on my podcast. I think it just got emailed to me, which, I mean, either way. Um, but a lady who was listening to my podcast had an issue... Um, said that I was a negative, I didn't uh, celebrate my children, and um, there was a couple of other interesting things in there. Oh, and that I swore, that I showed my ignorance because I swore. So here's the thing. <clears throat> I'm a very intelligent woman. Uh, I'm very educated. I try and do my research. Um, do I get some of my information from my Facebook feed? Yes, articles that show up on my Facebook feed because I follow things like the New York Times and the Washington Post and the local news channels. So I'm not just getting information off of things like Occupy Democrats or uh, Breitbart, which is a ridiculous source of information, um, or any of those other kind of fluff pieces. If I do see information on those, I do my research and I typically look into that. I don't just get it off of one thing. However, I'm not a news podcast. I'm not podcasting the news. I'm podcasting opinion. I'm podcasting things about parenting and how things that happen in the news affect me and my life and my family and my kids. Um, and it's recently come to my attention that apparently I swear. Um, I'm aware of that. <laughs> I'm aware of that. I swear. I do. I try not to do it too much on the podcast. Uh, but yes, I swear. I say bad words a lot. Um, that doesn't change the fact that I'm an intelligent person. In fact, many very intelligent people swear like sailors. It's just one of those things. Um, but yes, I am going to swear. I don't intend on actually stopping anytime soon. So if it does bother you, I totally understand that. And you're welcome to not listen to my podcast. I have no problem with it. You can go and find something else to listen to. And I will not be offended in any way, shape or form. If what I say offends you, that's never my intention. If it does offend you, I can't imagine why you would continue to listen to my podcast. Those are people who are just like gluttons for punishment, who something, I see it all the time. I see it on Facebook. I see it on podcasts. I see it on 
uh, uh, television shows. I mean, it's predominantly social media because that's where people go to complain, right? That's, I mean, that's why it's there. People go to complain. That's what social media is for anymore, apparently. Um, I see it all the time. Like, I follow The the View because I love Whoopi Goldberg. I think she's hysterical. And she's been one of my favorite people for as long as I can remember. Um, and I enjoy watching them sort of banter back and forth. And it's interesting. Um, I sit there and I watch people on those feeds. The news feeds. The, the what? Um, Scary Mommy, right? All of these things. Scary Mommy. I love Scary Mommy. One of my favorite, favorite blogs. They post a lot of great information. A lot of great parenting stuff. Um, and, and they swear ridiculously lot, a lot, which is cool. It's one of the other reasons I like them. It's just, we're blatant. This is who we are. You don't have to like it, but this is my blog and I'm going to do what I want. You don't have to like the fact that I swear, but this is my podcast and I'm going to continue doing what I want to do. And you don't have to listen to it. Right. Um, but people go on there and they're like, I don't understand. And this show sucks. And I hate this and blah, blah, blah. I can't imagine. I don't understand why these women and worst show ever. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, if you don't like them, if they bother you that much and they set you off that much, why do you continue to watch them? Why are you following them on Facebook? Like you are then clearly looking like you're those people who are wanting to be set off and pissed off. And you want to sit there with your righteous indignation and be the little keyboard warriors with nothing else to do but complain about the show that you don't like, but yet you still watch. I don't understand that, right? And it's one thing, like, I will try and look at things from another point of view. I try not to be very narrow-minded. And again, I lean very far, not very far, but I'm pretty left-leaning when it comes to most things. Um, however, I do try and listen to the other side. I don't agree, but I try and listen because it's important. However, I don't sit there and rage at people and tell them you're wrong. You're stupid. You're stupid. You're wrong. I hate you. You're ugly. I don't like, I don't want to do that. It doesn't make me feel like a better person. It makes me feel really gross inside. If I'm going to be honest, like it makes me feel bleh. I don't like it. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I do want to hear from the other side because that's how you learn. That's how you grow. That's how you change your opinions or, or form new opinions or come to a consensus or at least try and find a middle road, a middle ground, right? Um, very recently, a few weeks back, my uncle took me to lunch and, and we had a very deep conversation, you know, something that I said about religion, you know, hurt him very deeply. He's a very religious person and he was very upset by what I said, um, <clears throat> and, you know, I told him my intent is never to offend you or upset you. It's never to say that you are wrong. Um, in fact, the point of what I posted that upset you was actually me saying, you know, I understand that you don't agree with me, but I don't go to your Facebook feed and tell you that you're wrong because you believe in an invisible sky fairy, right? I don't do that. I respect the fact that you have a certain belief structure that is different than mine. Right. So I had to explain to him it was never intended as an insult to his religion. But, um, you know, I'm not a religious person, but I can have a respectful debate or conversation about religion and your belief structure as opposed to mine um, and not be nasty. Right. I can do that. I do not understand people whose sole purpose in life apparently is to go and just be pissed off because people don't believe what they believe. And yet you continue to subject yourself. 
I, I really don't get it. That's like saying, I hate uh, strawberries, but I'm going to keep eating strawberries. They make me sick. I don't like them, but I'm going to keep eating them anyway. I don't understand that. You're not doing it to inform your opinion. You're not doing it because you want to learn something new. You're not doing it because you want to see things from another perspective. You're doing it simply because you're waiting for those people to piss you off. Makes no sense to me. Okay. So, um, you know, I get that, you know, I had somebody who, uh, I saw the scary mommy right on Facebook. They're a great blog. They're a great blog. They have a specific niche. They have a specific thing. They're very in your face about pretty much everything. And they are not going to apologize for that. And I love it. I love every single second of it. And on their Facebook feed, because of the political arena right now with Donald Trump being elected and all of the negativity that came around him and his the way he ran his campaign, um, they've been posting about the politics and how they are against Donald Trump and how they uh, support the protesters or, you know, various different things. Um, and there are people on there who have literally said, you should just stick to blogging about parenting stuff. You should, and I've seen it across, not just Scary Mommy, it's Scary Mommy and, and um, there's a couple of other ones that are parenting kind of based uh, blogs or Facebook feeds and people are like, you should just stick to writing stories about being parents, blah, blah, blah. Why do you get in the political arena? So A, first of all, and I even saw a post on one of the Facebook feeds where this person said, as enter and I think it was for The View, um, as an entertainer, your sole purpose in life is to exist to entertain me. You don't exist outside of that. When I turn off my TV, you no longer have an opinion. You no longer have this, you know. I was almost speechless and I don't think I've ever been speechless but I was almost like I was seriously taken aback by that and I'm sitting here thinking and I even commented I said so because they're celebrities they have no purpose other than to entertain you they're not allowed to have a thought process they're not allowed to support something that they believe in they they cease being human beings and people because they chose to be celebrity is that seriously how you feel they exist to, to serve you dance monkey dance like that's what their job is and they literally said that dance monkey dance on their post i was i couldn't even believe that i was reading that i was like are you kidding me that is ridiculous these are still people there's still people whether you like it or not the person behind scary mommy there's a person behind scary mommy she started the blog that is her blog she has every right to express her opinion. That's what a freaking blog is for. It's not there for you necessarily. It's there for them. They did it. Now, maybe their stuff serves you. Maybe the information they put out there is helpful to you. Maybe it's informative. Maybe it's funny. Makes you laugh. Makes you cry. Makes you jump for joy. Whatever it is. But ultimately, that person did it because they wanted to. It's their place to express their opinion and their viewpoints. That's their platform. And therefore, they can do and say whatever the damn the hell they want that's that's what my podcast it's here because i wanted to put it out and it's here and i will put out what i want i will say what i want that's the glory of our country i get to do that until donald trump tries to take that away right and i get to say that ha ah, i don't care right that's our country that's her platform and she has every right to her opinion you don't have to like it and you can go you can be on your merry way 
And that's what people were saying. Oh, you just lost followers. You just lost all these people. These people are going to stop following you. I'm not going to want, I'm not going to follow this anymore. I'm tired of the political posts. Blah, blah. So again, it's not a dance monkey dance. That's not what this is for. My podcast is not here to make everybody happy. It's not going to. It never will. And I never professed I wanted to. I'm not going to bend myself into pretzel to try and make everybody happy because it's never going to happen. This is here because it's what I want to do. It's what I want to say. And the people who listen to it, if they like it, great. If it aligns with their beliefs and their principles, great. I'm happy to have you. If it doesn't, then there are many, 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 many other podcasts out there that probably do. And I wish you the best of luck in finding them. Please. I don't want you to listen to something that makes you angry. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to listen to something that does nothing but piss you off? Do you really like feeling that way? No. So please go. I have no problem with that. None. Scary Mommy has no problem with that. Be gone. I think they even posted on there. On a side note, it might not have been them. It might have been the other parenting podcast. I can't remember. But it, it even said, on a side note, this election has done one thing. It's shown me how many of my followers are racists and bigots. <laughs> And very close-minded individuals, and I'm happy to see them go. Because just like you don't want to read what they have to say, if you don't want to listen to what I have to say, um, that's fine. I'm fine with you going. Then odds are your values don't align with my values. And unless you're a person who can listen to my point of view, realize that I have a different point of view, and accept that and understand that, you know, you can sit there. It's just, I have lots of friends. I have lots of friends on Facebook. I have lots of family members on Facebook who don't necessarily fully agree with what I believe. Right. Um, and we're able to have an open, honest dialogue without it being nasty. We're able to be very respectful. I see your point of view. I just don't agree with it. Super easy, right? Super simple to do. You can still put your point, and I can still say, here's the reason I feel the way I do. So for example, there are lots of people that do not like Obamacare. It does not work for them. It costs them a lot of money. And I fully understand that. I understand that Obamacare is not the ideal solution for everybody. Totally, totally get it. I really do. I personally love it for the simple fact that because of it, my two boys who have pre-existing brain injuries, who would never, ever, ever qualify for insurance prior, are allowed to be covered now. Plain and simple. That's the reason I love it. Period. I know that it doesn't help everyone. I know that it causes other people a lot of problems. I understand that. I acknowledge it. And I totally get that's why you don't like it. But please understand the reason that I do. And if you want to get rid of it and put something else in place, that's fine. But I really want something that will not tell my 16-year-old children, you can't have medical insurance because when you were five months old, your father almost killed you. And now you have a pre-existing condition that you have no responsibility for. No, there is nothing. It's not like you smoked eight packs a day and now you have lung cancer, right? This is something that they could not do anything about. And there is no reason in this world that they should have been denied coverage, but they were because a pre-existing brain injury, it's never going to get better. It's never going to go away. It's going to always be there. And insurance companies looked at my children and went, huh, we're not paying for that because we know it's never going to get better. We know we're going to be on the hook for that forever. 
So the fact that they couldn't do that anymore made me love it. But I can sit there and have a dialogue with a lot of other people who I know it brought their premiums up. They pay a lot more money than they ever did before. I know that it sucks for them. I really do. And I can have that honest conversation. However, I have other people who were fully wiped from my Facebook because they deliberately posted things that were incendiary, things that they knew would piss me off. They sent me things because they knew it would upset me. They sent me things that bothered me. And I choose not to have that. If you can't have an open, honest dialogue with me and be a decent person, if you're just going to come and be a schmuck, then you can go. You don't have to like what I have to say. But if you can't be respectful of me, I don't want you here. Right? So if you can listen to my podcast and you maybe don't agree with everything I have to say, you agree with some of it, but not all of it, but you can move past that. That's awesome. I'm happy to have you here. But that also comes with the understanding that I'm not going to change how I speak. I'm not going to change the way I view the world. I'm not going to change, you know, everything simply because you don't like it. Now, I may change my view of the world based on facts or things that happen. I mean, that's just life. That's humanity. I'm going to grow. I'm going to change. I'm going to hopefully learn new things. I don't anticipate staying stuck in the same belief structure for my entire life. I think it's important to grow and change and learn new things, right? I think it's important to grow and change and see other viewpoints other than your own, right? That's how we evolve as people. Um, But I am human and I will make mistakes and I may not always do or handle things (laughs) in the best way possible. But I can acknowledge that. I also will continue to swear. So if it bothers you, I understand. I understand. And you're more than welcome to listen to whatever other podcast you like. And I don't begrudge you that. um, And I won't be hurt by it. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Um, because you have your views and how you want, I mean, you want to listen to it. Like I said, I'm not going to sit there and listen to something that pisses me off. Why would I do that? I don't expect you to, if it bothers you, don't listen. That's fine. Um, so, you know, that's sort of my little, (laughs) little sidetrack for the, for the day, but, um, it sort of does bleed into, you know, kind of how this whole thing is going on after the election and, and, and how it affects our kids and, our families and, you know, sort of what we're teaching our families and kids. And, um, it's been difficult, right? Like it's been kind of challenging. I mean, if you weren't a Trump supporter, if you weren't a huge Trump follower, if you weren't ecstatic about the election, um, there's a lot going on right now. There's protests going on. There's, um, unfortunately there's a lot of unrest. There's a lot of, uh, racist and bigoted people who are sort of coming out from under their rocks. Um, And it is sad to see. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, I've always said it. Not all Trump supporters are racist, but a good portion of them. You know, I saw this thing the other day. It was actually very, pretty accurate um, to say, you know, if you're a Trump supporter, no, that doesn't mean you're a racist. But if you're a racist, it's pretty likely you're a Trump supporter. Right. And that's kind of scary. It's a little it's it's fairly accurate. I'm not saying that that's all encompassingly true, um, but it is pretty accurate. I mean, this is the first man in the history of anything who was openly endorsed by the KKK. Um, He just recently appointed the guy from Breibart, who is very bigoted. He doesn't like Jewish people. He stated that before. Um, He's very alt-right. He just got promoted to a position in his staff. Um, 
there's a lot that's a little scary to people right now. And so one of the things that I think is very, very important to remember and to, to think about moving forward, um, a lot of people are talking about the protesters and how uh, they should just get over it, the election's over, um, you know, what do they think they're going to accomplish? You know, here's the thing. I don't think they're going to, I don't think that they believe they're going to accomplish anything other than bring awareness to something that is, is a pretty big issue. Okay. Um, the not my president protests, um, I, I don't think are in majority. I don't believe that any of the people really, truly a hundred percent believe that the protests will cause a change in the electoral college. Um, I know that there are many who are hoping for that and really wanting that to happen. Um, and I'm, I'm going to admit I'm, I'm one of them. There's a small part of me that would love to see that happen because I truly fear a Donald Trump presidency. And I've said it before and I'm, you know, I'm not going to shy away from it now. Um, but I, I know that the majority of them, while they may have that small hope, they know that the likelihood of that is very small. It would be, it would be nice. We would like to see it. Uh, but we know that that's likely not going to happen. So the majority of, I think, the protests that are going on right now is, and the thing that a lot of people who are saying, hey, just get over it, don't understand, um, these people are genuinely afraid. This isn't about we're mad because our person didn't win, right? Um, it, it, you know, and I say, I've said it before, ha had Romney won in 2012, people would have been annoyed, Right. They would have been like, ah, oh, crap, here we go. We got a rich guy. Like they would have been annoyed. Donald, um, Mitt Romney didn't run a hate filled campaign. He really didn't. It wasn't uh, socially biased. It wasn't uh, a lot of, you know, anti Muslim rhetoric. It wasn't anti Mexican rhetoric. I mean, I think the one thing that he got in trouble for was what with the 47 percent video, which basically sort of talked about minorities or poor people, right? Like the poor people won't vote. So he sort of blanketly insulted poor people or <laughs> lower class families. Um, but that was the big deal for him. And the and the binder thing, a binder full of women, right? He insulted women. But it wasn't this and it, but that was just sort of him being a, a an elitist, out-of-touch rich guy, right? That's what it was. Uh, and we could all, all sort of see that for what it was. We were just sort of offended by the fact that this rich dude was sort of talking down to us, right? That's, that's how it was. Um, as opposed to what Trump did, which was very hate-filled. There was a lot of rhetoric in there that was, um, I mean, it was divisive, it, it, intentionally so. I mean, I don't believe for one minute that he didn't know what he was doing. Um, and so a lot of the people that are protesting, they're doing it because they have a legitimate fear because they've experienced it. They've experienced it or they know someone who's experienced it or they're just open-minded enough to understand how what he said is, is terrifying for people. The things that he said, and, it, and it's not a media spin. This is words that came out of his mouth. I mean, a man who blatantly bragged about sexual assault, a man who talked about Mexicans saying that they were rapists. Um, you know, when, you know, when Mexican sends people, they're not sending their best, they're sending rapists and blah, blah, blah. You know, not everybody who comes over the border, whether illegal or legally or whatever, it, they're not all bad people. 
right? I mean, you just marginalized and, and, and blanketly insulted a large group of people, right? Like you talk about deporting families. You're talking about splitting up families and, and sending them back, right? Like that's, it's, it scares people. And I understand that everybody's like, oh, well, they shouldn't be here illegally. Granted. Okay, fine. But if it were me and I was living in a third world country or I was living in a country where my opportunities were few and far between, where I was watching my family struggle and starve, or I was watching my family get blown up from you know, the people in Syria. Like if I was coming from that and I had family and children or I, 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 I wanted better, you're damn skippy I would cross a border. Right? Like, I can see it from that side. I can see it from that side. Because as a human being, I want more for my family. And and I don't know how anyone, anyone can see images of children bloody and bleeding and in these war zones, blown up. How anyone could see that and not go, shit, please, please come here. Please come here. Don't die. Don't get blown up because Russia is being a dick right now. Don't, like, I can't, I can't see that because in every time I see that, I think of my children. And if it were my children and my city was being bombed and my children's lives were in danger, I would hope like hell that somewhere where there was peace, that they would take us in. I can't look at it and not see that. I can't look at it and not feel that. And I understand that it's not the same for everybody. And I get that, right? But there are people who are able to see it from that point of view. There are people who that is their experience. That is their life. There are people who have spent the majority of their life dealing with bigotry and racism. I don't know what it's like to be a black person in America. I don't. But I do understand that there is, on a very base level, a lot of racism still in our country. And I'm sorry, but... If you don't believe that, that's fine and I understand it, but you probably haven't seen it or experienced it or have people who have seen it or experienced it. I can look at the news and watch and see a story of a young boy who doesn't even have a gun get shot down by cops and killed and watch another news story a day later of a man who goes crazy and has a gun and actually shot police officers or shot other people and was taken alive instead of executed on the street. I cannot understand the difference other than the fact that one was black and one was not. Tell me what the difference is. Tell me why a young black man gets shot and killed and he's not even armed but a man who has a weapon, who is actively shooting, endangering citizens, shooting at police officers, how does he not end up shot and killed? That's the issue, right? And, and I get that every circumstance is different. And I understand that every person is different. And there is no perfect solution. And I get that too. But you can't ignore it. You can't ignore it. And if you do, then yes, you are part of the problem because you're sitting there saying, oh, it doesn't happen. It does. It does happen. Just because you don't think it would or you wouldn't do those things doesn't mean that other people aren't doing those things. I personally try really hard. I'm like, I don't feel that I ever 
am, am, am racist or bigoted. I try really hard to be a very open-minded individual. I'm sure that there are many times that I've slipped. You know, I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine who is um, an African-American man. And I said to him, you know, I said, you know, I understand part of it because I understand if I'm walking down the street and I see, and I guess it doesn't even have to be black men, but if I see uh, you know, black men and, and they look, you know, their pants are sagged and they look like, you know, I might feel a little concerned. And and I don't like that I feel that way, unfortunately. It's just something that's there. And it's not me intentionally trying to be racist. And, and he and I had a really good conversation about it. And I, I wasn't trying to, to, I was trying to openly admit kind of how I felt about certain things. Um, but I would feel that way if they were white or Hispanic, like if, if they were white and they had their pants sagging down and they look kind of thuggish, like I would maybe cross the street because, you know, I'm a white, I'm, I'm just a chick walking by myself. It doesn't even matter that I'm white. I'm a girl walking by myself <laughs> and there's a large group of men who potentially look kind of iffy. I may cross the street, not because I see a race or anything like that, but just because I'm a girl by myself and I don't want to be... You know, and that's scary too, right? Um, so unfortunately, there's a lot of societal stuff that's just sort of ingrained in us, whether we realize it or not, right? And he and I talked about that. And it was never, there was never an intent for me to say, you know, oh, just because they're black or just because they're Hispanic or just because of this. Um, but it is there. And I would be lying to myself if I didn't admit to it, right? I, I And I don't like that it's there. I want to be the person to say, you know, hey, I don't care what you look like. Um, you know, and I don't even necessarily care if you're a large group of, of guys because I feel like I'm a badass and I can defend myself. I don't. I don't feel like that. I should. I want to. I want to live in a world where I don't care what you look like. I want to live in a world where I feel like I can walk past a group of guys and not be concerned, regardless of color, not be concerned because I'm by myself as a woman and there's this big group of guys. Like, I shouldn't feel that either, right? I should feel safe. But I don't. And it has nothing to do with color. It has to do with I'm a girl by myself and there's a large group of men, regardless of race, color, creed, religion, or upbringing, right? And so there's a lot. There's a lot out there that's just sort of systematically kind of put into us. Um, and, you know, so kind of going back to the protesters, you know, they're, they're against. They don't want that. Con they don't want that life. They want... Somebody who's in office who, you know, it could have been a political outsider. That's the thing. It's not even the fact that Donald J. Trump is not qualified to be the president. That's not even it. It's that he, if he had been unqualified and came out with this wholly positive, right? This positive spin, this positive, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Yes, we're going to clear the swamp because there's all this negativity. There's all this corruption. There's all this... People could get behind that. Totally. I would get behind that. I don't think that the money should be in our politics at all, anywhere, right? Like, it's corrupted our government. You can buy a politician and it sucks, right? It's totally corrupted our government. Um, so I would totally get behind that. The problem is, is on top of that was all the hate and the fear mongering and, and the rhetoric and the divisiveness. It, all of that on top of it. 
So now you've got somebody in power who, while he may have had some good ideas in some areas, these people are pushing back against that, the fear, the divisiveness, the racism, the bigotry, all of the things that sort of came out of his mouth, the sexual assault. I mean, those are the things that like, you can't get behind that. I'm sorry. You can't. I can't. I And I can't look past it to go, yeah, he said all these things, but he's got good ideas. No, there's a problem there. So if he had just been the, hey, he had a lot of good ideas and he's a political outsider and we feel like we need that. I would have totally been behind it, but I'm not going to ignore the racist. I'm not going to ignore the racism. I'm not going to ignore the bigotry. I'm not going to ignore the misogyny. I can't. I can't. I can't look beyond that because whether people want to admit it or not, that is a very big core part of his personality. That is a core of who he is. It's not just a couple of blatant, like, pithy things that he said that he's like oh crap I, I spoke out of turn or I kind of said something wrong that is a core principle that he ran his campaign on and that's what people are afraid of and that's what brought out a lot of the worst in in our country um and as a parent it is it's scary it's very scary and I think that now moving forward one of the things that is really important is and I saw this, there's, there's a guy that I absolutely adore, his name's Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a very brilliant entrepreneur, he does a lot of amazing things, he's got, um, you know, a show, Ask, Ask Gary V show, uh, where people ask him questions about business and marketing and, and, and just a lot of things in general, he posted something today that was very, very true, and it was, it's really, really amazing um, about how it's really easy to focus on negativity and, and dark things because the people who are negative, the people who are oppressive, the people who are dark and they come from that dark place, they're the loudest, right? They are the loudest. And so it's easy to get lost in that because typically those people are the loudest. Donald J. Trump proved that point. He's the loudest. He was the loudest. That's how he edged out all of the, what, 15, 16, 20, how many Republicans were running? Like There was like a whole stage full of them in, in multiple rows. They had to do two different debates because there were so many, right? It was ridiculous. That's how he edged out all of them. He was the loudest. He was the loudest by far. That's how he beat them. That's how he won the election. The negativity. The people who are negative, the people who are angry, the people who are dark, they're the loudest. So now what's important, and what I loved about this video is, the po we need to make positivity loud. Make positivity the loudest thing. It, it, love, caring, acceptance, all of those things that are so important, but they're not the loudest. And, and it's, it's difficult. It's hard to get through that muck, right? Like I kind of compare it to, if any of you remember, do you remember the, uh, the never ending story? The part that just like ripped out our hearts and stomped on it. You know, the part where, uh, Atreyu's horse, uh, Artex, right? Sunk down into the, uh, uh, the, uh, what was it? The bog of sadness or something like that, right? Where, if you let the sadness consume you, you would sink into the swamp and die, right? The swamp of sadness. 
so that part, everybody remembers it. If you ever watched Never Ending Story, that was like the part where you're like, you know, ugly crying and your face was just, there were tears everywhere and there was snot running down your face like that. <laughs> everybody remembers that. But I kind of compared to that, right? It's, it's so hard to stay positive and, and have, you know, love and support and positivity and, and, and all of those things that are good. It is so hard to, to kind of have those things come out when you are surrounded by like this sucking mass of just shit, right? Like the bad things that are happening and the negativity and the, you know, the very negative campaign and all of those loud voices, right? All of those Trump supporters. And again, not all of them are like this, but all of those ones who are, are divisive and nasty and ugly and, um, and they needed somebody to blame, right? They needed somebody to blame the people who sat there and said, Oh, Obama screwed us for eight years and blah, 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 blah. Ignoring the fact that the country is doing better than it was when Bush left office, ignoring the fact that our economy is better, right? It, it, what, it's not as perfect as you'd like it to be, so you're going to bitch? It's better. I don't care. It's better, right? Um, jobs are better. Like, and everybody, you know, and it's amazing to me how, like, we look at the country, the po like, the people who are positive, the people who see all the good, right? We look at the country and we're like, you know, we're doing okay, is it perfect? No, but we're, we're working at it. We're working on it. And then there's the other side. And these are the majority of the people who voted for Trump, right? They see it and they're like, this country sucks and everything sucks and it's terrible and Obama sucks and the economy sucks and jobs sucks, right? Like everything sucks, right? It's amazing to me how two different groups can see the country so differently, right? And it's, it's kind of one of those things where, okay, so it's not perfect for you. But it's not terrible. It's, it, you know, just because you're not getting everything you want right now. And it's so funny because people go about, oh, the millennials, right? Oh, the millennials, they're just sad and they're butthurt because they didn't get, you know, their participation trophy. And this is what happens when you teach people that there's not, there's winners and losers and then, and then, and then, and And yet these are the people who are so amazingly negative. They look at our country and they refuse to see any of the good. And all they see are the negatives. All they see are the, oh, this sucks. And, oh, my life is not going the way I want it to go. So everything sucks. And the president sucks. And blah, 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 blah. So what makes you different from the millennials then? Something happened that they didn't like and they're protesting it. Yes. And they may be very upset about it. Yes. But... Does that mean that the whole, I mean, what makes what you're doing so different from what they're doing? Life isn't exactly what you want it to be, but it's not, you can't sit there and go, oh, it's the president's fault, specifically him. Yes, because Obama has a list of people that he doesn't like and that don't like him. And he set out to totally screw you over. That is not the way it works. I'm a little concerned that might be the way Trump works. <laughs> Because they're, I mean, his campaign manager was like, we're keeping a list. Really? That's a little scary, right? Like, kind of, I mean, Obama never said we're keeping a list of people that don't agree with this. Um, but the, it amazes me, right? So how do you get past that? It's really hard. It's really hard to stay positive. And I mean, I find myself, I find myself sucked into it all the time. And Facebook is like the key place that it happens, right? Facebook is... Oh, the last week has been a challenge. It's been a really big challenge for me because I, I, I catch myself getting sucked into these little things where the people come on and they're like, oh, this sucks and oh, Trump this and, and, and like they say something and it is specifically incendiary and I 
dive in and I'm like, oh yeah, well, it sort of becomes, I know you are, but what am I sort of like, we become three again, right? It's amazing to me. <laughs> like, oh, the intelligence level goes down when the anger goes up. Have you ever heard about that? Like it's, it, it happens anytime you fight, anytime you argue, anytime it's, you know, you may be a very intelligent, rational person. You may be, you know, capable of having debate and respectful conversation. But the second you start getting angry, you start taking things personally, you start, you know, so it's one or the other, either your anger stays low and your intelligence level stays high or your anger comes up and your intelligent level goes down. Right. So the second you become angry, you fall into that. I know you are, but what am I? And sticks and stones and I'm rubber and you're glue. And like, that's how it becomes like, Oh, you're stupid. And, and then you can go back on it and look at it and go, oh, my God. <laughs> Once you calm down, you can look back at it and go, oh, I totally let myself get sucked into that stupid argument. And I can't believe I just behaved the way I did. Right. That's how people end up like married couples do it all the time. Right. They have these stupid, horrible arguments. And then they come back later and go, I can't believe that we just behave that way. Right. I, <laughs> so, you know, and I try and teach my kids that and especially my son Gage because he, you know, he struggles with his anger management and his impulse control because of his brain injury. And so we have to have these conversations on a pretty regular basis, you know, and we also have the conversations when mommy loses her shit. And, you know, I'm never going to profess to being a perfect mom. There are many, many times where I have absolutely reached my limit. My stress level is high and my tolerance level is very low and I've lost my shit. And I've completely come unhinged and I start ranting and raving and the kids are like, ah! <laughs> you know, they're like, oh my God, mom just went crazy. Um, and that lasts for about 10 minutes or so. And then I come calm down and I look at the kids and I'm like, okay, yeah, wow. That was, I'm very sorry for how angry I got and how upset I got and how frustrated I got. Now it's time to actually have a discussion, right? So it happens to everyone. It happens to everyone. And, you know, and I just know because I can see my kids and my boys, especially because they're 16 now. And so they're making that sort of little cocky, you know, mom's apologizing. And we're looking at her going, yeah, you just did all the stuff you tell us not to do. Right. Like I can see that connection being made. <laughs> but, you know, we're human. And that's part of the discussion, too. It's like, you know, look, I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. I'm a human being and people get angry to, to sit there and try and act like you're never going to get angry in life is not true. How you handle it when you're angry is very important and how you handle it after you've calmed down is very important too. And I think that as a country, we're still in the angry, angry phase. Our intelligence level is low and our anger is high. And until we kind of get back down to a nice place, we're going to struggle. Um, but I think it's really important to find that positivity and we need to make positivity loud. I mean, that's what, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk said in his video, make positivity loud. We need to make it louder than the negative. We need to be able to pull ourselves out of the stupid swamp of sadness and not let our horse die. Like that's, we need to be able to do that. It's really important because otherwise we're we're going to sink and it's not good. And it's a horrible metaphor. And <laughs> I kind of dove into the whole never ending story thing kind of head first, but, um, but it's very true. I mean, if you think about it, it's so easy when you get bogged down in negativity to, 
you know, and you, everybody's experienced it, right? I've experienced it. Uh, you know, there's people who are, you know, dealing with a lot of depression. You know, once you start going down sort of that negative spiral, it's really difficult to find the positivity. It's really hard to find the things to kind of pull yourself back out of it. It really can be. So, and, and unfortunately, right now, we're in a period of our country where, so many of the citizens are disillusioned. So many of the people are, are angry at the state of their life right now, and they need somebody to blame it on. And the government is just as good a place to start as any, right? It's somebody's fault. It can't be my fault. It's got to be somebody's fault, right? And while to an extent there is a certain amount of, of, of responsibility on the government side, your life is also what you make it. There are people, you know, because how, how do you explain it? If it was all government, if everything was the government's fault, then Everybody would be in a sucky position right now. Everybody. If it was all the government's fault, everybody would be in a sucky position. But you have some people who take what's given to them and they wallow or they bitch and they moan and they complain. And then you have, and they just sit there and go, oh, this sucks and it's everybody's fault and, and I'm never going to do any better and things are always going to suck and, and until something changes, until we have a new president. Then when we have a new president, everything will get better, right? Um... And then there's some people who go, okay, um, yeah, I'm not a fan of the president. I'm not a fan of the, the hand I got dealt. However, I'm not going to sit here and bitch about it. I'm still going to live my life. I'm going to continue on. I'm going to do the best I can with the hand I was dealt. And I'm going to try and fucking make it work for me. Right? And then you have others who are like, okay, great. I love the president. I love everything that's happening. And I'm still going to take the hand that was dealt to me. And I'm going to do amazing things with it. Right? It's the same thing. I mean, it's that's how life is, right? And that's what I'm trying to teach my kids. I mean, yes, we all feel that the Donald Trump presidency is going to suck, right? We all feel it. And my whole family, you know, my daughter is in a very unique position because her father voted for Trump. Her father thinks that Trump will do a good job. Her father, I don't know if he voted for him because he likes him or because he just didn't like Hillary. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, but so she hears that side and then she hears my side. And I'm trying really hard to raise a child who's very open-minded, who is very accepting, who is very tolerant. Um, it's really difficult because her father and I sort of don't see eye to eye on certain things. Gay marriage, um, transgender people, um, whatever. He's a different mindset than I do. But regardless, we still want to ultimately at the base of everything, we want to raise a good kid, right? So we can talk about those issues. We can talk about those things that are important to us. And, but ultimately, you know, my daughter comes home and she doesn't, you know, she looks at it and she goes, I don't think Donald Trump was good. I don't like what he said. I think he's mean, right? That's what she said. I think he's mean. And that really is kind of the base for her, you know, I don't like him because he's me. She's nine. That's a good reason. <laughs> like that's, that's in her mind. That's a good reason. Um, but she also was like, mom, you know, I'm seeing all this stuff about kids being mean to other kids because they're Hispanic or they're Muslim. And what do I do? I said, you know what, baby? I said, here, there's this actually, there's this thing going on right now where you can wear a safety pin and it's, it's just sort of a little symbol that says you're safe with me. I'm a safe place. I will protect you. I will defend you. If you are being marginalized, if you are being treated badly, if you are being beat up or if you're being teased or if you're being, um, you know, made fun of, I'm a safe place. I will help you. I will protect you. And she's been wearing a safety pin for the last like three, four days. So um, I'm very proud of her for that because it's very important to her. She said, you know, it's, it's not nice for kids to be mean to kids. And that's what she sees. She saw a guy who was mean running for president. Now the guy who was mean won. And now people are being mean. Right. That's the connection she makes. 
kind of the connection a lot of people are making. Um, and so I, you know, what I'm telling her and what I'm telling my boys is I said, okay, we don't, we don't like the outcome. We don't like the situation. And we've talked about the protesters and why they're protesting and what's important and, and why it's important to be able to protest because, you know, that's what our country is based on. You don't have to like it. You don't have to agree. You can think that they're stupid or that they should just accept the results, but they have a right to protest. They have a right to peacefully protest and express their opinion. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm one of those people who I find it repugnant. I find it disgusting. I find it horrifying. But I also know that people like the KKK have a right to express their opinion peacefully. I don't like it. You can't support one without supporting the other because that's their right. But I don't like it. And I can go and voice my opinion in anti-protest. I can protest against their protest. Right? That's that's how our country was built. Right? We, we have that ability. Um, if you think something is wrong and, and needs to be changed. But... You know, ultimately what I'm telling my children is that no matter what, it's important for us to be positive, for us to be good people, for us to be the change that we want to see in the world, that it's important to lead by example. If we want to preach acceptance, we have to show acceptance. If we want to preach understanding, we have to show understanding. If we want to preach tolerance, we have to show tolerance, you know, and ultimately be loving, be good people. That's you know, make positivity loud, make it louder than the negative, you know, be positive about, you know, positive mind brings a positive life. And if we can do that, then that's how we'll get through whatever may come our way. And that's, what's really important to me and my kids right now. And that's what we're working on being positive. It's not always easy, <laughs> but it's important. So I hope that you found this uh, helpful. I hope that you found it supportive and encouraging. Again, um, go out there, do amazing things, be amazing. Don't forget that you are a really important person. I mean, you're taking care of small humans. That makes you very important, right? So never forget that. You are very, very important. You are amazing. And go out today, tomorrow, and every day moving forward and make positive loud. Have a great day. Thanks for joining me today for the Single Mom Success Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter yet, head on over to thesinglemomblog.com to make sure you never miss out on our most recent posts and podcasts. Thanks again, and never forget, you rock. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.